this week on the Bamcast. Are you going to stand there philosophizing, or are you going to buy me a drink? You're not smart enough to do both. One car, we're in. And, 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 and. All right, welcome to the Bamcast. Hey! hey, Bamcast. Episode 395. Wow. How are them numbers climbing up? <laughs> so I'm Harlow. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. Mackie is out again this week. But hey, yeah. Mackie or not, what we do each and every episode of the Bamcast is we go and we watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie. Come in here and talk about it for the first half. Then we rate them. Good bad movies. Enjoy what bad movies. They get one to five jocks and robot jocks. Robot, robot jocks. Hooray. That has giant robots and they fight each other. Which is indeed. That's accurate. <laughs> However, there are bad bad movies and stay away. They get a negative sliding scale. One to five bags as in giant bags of trash. Boo. Big old poopy bags. Trash bags. Poops. Big old poopy bags. Yeah. So, uh, it's October month. Hooray. <laughs> Uh, which, uh, I don't know. I guess we watched a <laughs> horror movie? Yeah. It's sure. Scariest. It's scary-esque. Mystery mm-hmm. thriller suspense thing. Yeah, we, well, we, were, we were chasing a, a, a long-lost memory of mine mm-hmm. of a killer car and or truck or other land vehicle, you know, possessed by the devil that chases down and kills people. Mm-hmm. And I believe... Several people might have come forward and said, I think you mean the car. Mm-hmm. So we watched the car from 1977. We did. Yes. Would you like to know the plot of the car? Uh, yes. Quickly, anyway. Fill us in on the okay. plot of the car. Oh, yeah. A mysterious black sleek automobile terrorizes everyone it comes into contact with in a small town in Utah. The local sheriff may be the only person who can stop this menace, which has been possessed by pure evil. Whoa. That sure sounds like what I was talking about. It, Yeah, that's probably why I said, oh, it's the car and wrote it down five years ago. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I believe listeners also reaffirm uh-huh. yeah, yeah. being the car. Multiple people have come forward. Mm-hmm. We're, we're not attributing it to any one person. No. It's a collective effort here. Everyone was wrong. <laughs> well, a little bit. Um, but we're going to get to why. All right. Um, <laughs> first off. Uh, this is this movie. It has some people in it. Um, it's got James Rowland. It does, yeah. Sort of a Bamcast alum. Sure, Bamcast extra alum, sure. at least. Yeah, he's um, an amateur horror. Yeah. Uh, who who else? Uh, R.G. Well, Armstrong got... was in Predator. All right, he was the colonel. Okay. You also got uh, uh Ronnie Cox. Y- yes, he's in this. He is. I believe he has been in some Bamcast movies. Yeah. Um, there's really, there's like, there's several, uh, BFCast extra alums in this more than anything else, mm-hmm. including, I believe, did you say this was the director or just the music by music, music from the guy that did Meteor right from was, a recent episode? It was big from around 77 to 79 or so. Yeah. Um, yeah, the car, the car, uh, I mean, well, it, it opens, there's, uh, there's two youngsters, uh, bicycling, biking, biking on an open road in mm-hmm. Utah. And, you know, just having a good old time racing each other on the roads. Yep. Laughing and joshing each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, having a good old time. Like that, like people do. They did. Yeah. Once, once, once upon a time, I, yep. I hear. Um, but there's also a car. There is also an evil car, which, uh, BJ, you're our car and firearms and everything else expert. <laughs> um, what, what did this begin life as? It was like a... I didn't actually look it up, oh, so I have no idea. Oh, yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> that information is available. It, it is. It's in the trivia section. Stand by. Figure the internet movie. It's just right on the. It's IMDb a 1971 trivia. Lincoln Continental Mark III Black Coupe. Yeah. Modified. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Heavily, I, modified. heavily modified. Yeah. But yeah. So this this car is mm-hmm. just kind of menacing down the road. Now, I should also point out that like when this movie opens, I, I believe I, I commented that uh, people involved very much enjoyed their soundtrack because the mix on this, the soundtrack is just blaring at the beginning of this movie Mm -hmm. and it's all dissonant piano chords and shit. Like it's, it's it's just just people banging on a piano. Yeah. Like, I mean, it gets more soundtracky, but usually when the car is involved on screen or about to menace somebody, the soundtrack just goes like music. No, it goes insane. Yeah. It's just like, no, there's no notes here. This is just noise. Mm hmm. Um, so that's kind of happening amongst the kids, you know, it's sort of like the soundtrack goes crazy. It's like, oh, things are probably not going to happen too good. Good things are not going to happen to these kids. No, these kids are going to have a bad time. Yeah. So they, uh, they were racing down a mountain and then they're like, I'll race you through the tunnel, which, you know, we're like, that's, that's probably a bad idea Mm -hmm. because we've seen the car now because the car is coming and we've heard it. And it's going. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> that car love this car just loves to honk. It also loves to rev its engine. Mm-hmm. It's silly. The also great car horn is the Hadley ambassador Hadley ambassador rectangular bell horn. So if is you this want one for yourself, IMDb trivia. Yeah. yeah. If you want to get one for yourself, ask for that. Someone also. It's very good. It's also very loud. I don't know if it's true or not, but someone else points out that it also is the Morse code for the letter X. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know if that's true. I don't know Morse code. Spooky. Yeah. The letter X is spooky. Um, while we're on uh, car stuff, like uh-huh. the guy who did this, who did this car is George Barris. Yes. You will know George Barris from almost everything you've seen with a fucking cool ass car. Mm-hmm. He's done it. Uh, the Batmobile. Mm-hmm. The real Batmobile from 1966, 65. Sure. The, yeah. We've deemed that the real Batmobile. I mean, it's not. It's the real. Batmobile. There's lots that's, of good Batmobiles. That's what I just decided. It's it, okay. It is, it's, it's the I mean, real Batmobile. For me, the real Batmobile is 1989 Batmobile. But yeah. yes, I, I agree with Batmobile you. is also awesome. Until we're in the context of this. Okay, sure. But he designed Knight Rider. Yep. And you uh, mean Kit? Yes. The Dragula from mm-hmm. the Monsters. Dragula and Supervan. Yeah, which. From- that's Wait, a hell of a thing. Superman's van? <laughs> no. Oh. So like the Spider-Mobile? No. It oh. is just a groovy-ass 70s movie with giant vans. <laughs> oh, all right. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, those kids are riding their bikes, and then they suddenly have a bad time because the car comes up on them. Yeah. And, and what's weird is, like, the car doesn't really get to them. Like, it doesn't really start chasing behind them until they're out of the tunnel, which yeah. you kind of, like, you think, all right, it's going to trap them in the tunnel and that's where they're going to die. But no, it's it kind of waits till they're out. And, and you also think you're kind of not going to see much of the car because the era is all about not mm-hmm. seeing the thing. But no, it's full daylight all the time. You see this car. And, oh, yeah. Plenty plenty of the car. Yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't kill them in the tunnel like you think a movie would do. Mm-hmm. It waits till they get out and then it slowly, you know, comes out of the tunnel yeah, and it's like right behind her her bike tire. Yeah. And then basically kind of it, it forces her off like she basically kind of veers off and hits the end of a guardrail, yeah. which just causes her to flip over and well, it, it, is, and, it pins her. It, it pins her yeah. and it grinds her up against the yeah. this stone railing. And then she hits the end of the railing and goes over. Right. So and the guy's did. like, she Oh did. no. Yeah, and then that guy is 
not much longer for this world because the car just <laughs> comes up behind him and rams the back of his Oh, that's tire. right. It didn't really even, like, play bumper to tire with her. It was more just kind of like, boop, and yeah. he, like, pushed mm-hmm. her off from the side. Yeah. It's him, like, gets up right behind him and is, like, tapping him with the mm-hmm. bumper to the back of the bike tire. Yeah, and then it basically just kind of drives through his bike and sends him over a huge ass ass bridge mm-hmm. which uh like a bridge that doesn't go over water yeah <laughs> well a little bit of water but not much Mm-mm. and uh, a stuntman comes off this bridge and falls for yeah. a while the stuntman act actually comes off that bridge yeah. it's kind of scary it is actually. a f- a long drop mm-hmm. so into what we don't know nah. giant airbag who knows yeah but uh it gave me a fright <laughs> Yeah, so uh, then we uh, uh, we meet uh, James Roland's mustache. <laughs> we do. Yep, it's uh, it's sleeping <laughs> along with the rest of him. Yes, and uh, his girlfriend comes in and is just like, "Hey, get up!" Well, she's like slowly trying to wake him up at oh, first, which goes on for a while, poking at him, poking at him, and yeah. you know, like, like pulling on just part of his mustache, and yeah. then like then she reaches down with her teeth and is like pulling on his hair. Yeah, sideburns. Yeah, oh, that's what it was. Yeah, and then. Uh, yeah, it's just. Then she's... he wakes up and he's like, "What time is it? Six thirty? And then he just jumps up and it's like, "It's a glorious day. I am a morning person. Let's have sex." <laughs> you know. It's... And... and she's like, "We don't have time. You fell asleep last night. You're bad." Yeah. And basically, James Brolin has two daughters. He does from a previous wife who left. Sure. We don't know why, but it's just you know she's not dead. Because the kids because, are always yeah. unless he told the kids that she went to a farm, <laughs> possibly <laughs> yeah. because they are like, when's mommy coming back? Right. But she, uh, the the lady here now, is the school teacher at their school, mm-hmm. and so Daddy uh, Brolin is kind of weird, weirded out about yeah. like, I don't know, maybe you should just sneak out the other way. But like the kids, the totally kids are know. totally up to this. Yeah. yeah, they're actually listening at the door while they're wrestling, almost sexing. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like kind of gross, a little weird. <laughs> it's a little weird, but and then they're like, all right, we got to go back and pretend that we're asleep. And James, she leaves, ducks out the front mm-hmm. or side door, or whatever. And then James Brolin goes, wakes them up. Is like, put your helmets on. We're going going to school. Yep. And you find out, kind you know. Kind of before this, there's been a scene where uh, at the city limits, I guess, is mm-hmm. because it's the welcome to Santa Yens. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Before all this, I forgot that we yeah. there's another car victim. Yeah. Because there's a dude sitting by the city limits sign playing a French horn. Yeah. It was it was it was intercut between all of this because it was like, all right, girls, go get ready. And yeah. then to signify that it's morning, we cut to this uh, hitchhiker dude mm-hmm. with and a French horn playing. Uh, fuck is that piece? Oh, of music? what a beautiful morning. Is that what it's Isn't called? It? I think so. Or is he playing spring from the <laughs> seasons? Yeah, I think that might be it. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, he's playing and R.G. Armstrong comes out of his house, which is right there by the sign and is also beating the fuck out of his wife. That's uh, primarily what he's doing. Mm-hmm. A, a subplot of this movie that is sadly not addressed properly. <laughs> no, no, never <laughs> at all. Not at all. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he's he's like, woman, damn it whatever and then he's like hey no french horn guy is like hey mister oh yeah maybe but, I hey, don't, hit, don't that hit that lady <laughs> and he's and like that's no lady that's my he wife drags his wife over and is like <laughs> threatening him yeah. like who the hell are you are you the one that woke me up and yeah with that damn I'm horn to sh- <laughs> shove that trumpet up your ass he's like that's impossible sir this is a french horn <laughs> so yeah well i'll shove that french horn up your horn up your ass you'll be farting music for a year uh-huh and he's like oh really a year that's uh, fantastic it's, it's later. He's like, you got, he basically is like you got five minutes to get out of here yeah. 
pack your shit up. And he goes through this whole thing of like, isn't this amazing? This little mouthpiece has its own little hole. Look how the French horn just perfectly fits in the case. And and then like then like he says something. That's when he says like the yeah. you'll be farting for a year if yeah. you're not. You know. And then they leave. You know. He drags his wife back inside, and he's like, that would be amazing. Farting music for a whole year. <laughs> this guy is so high. Yeah, he really is. But then he sees the car mm-hmm. coming down the road, and he's like, oh, man, it's my lucky day. This guy's going to pick me up. No, wait a minute. It's a lady. This lady's going to pick me up, and we're going to go water skiing in the Amazon, and I'm the best, and the, the 70s are cool. She's going to be a 35-year-old <laughs> nymphomaniac. This is going to be amazing. I'll just stick my thumb out. Hey, buddy. <laughs> hey, good looking. Hope anyway, you're <laughs> pick me up later. The car takes aim for him. Uh, the yep. car has car vision, by the way. It's mm-hmm. just it's just orange for, for whatever. This car sees orange. So. It's got those. It's the seventies, so it's got those amber mm-hmm. sunglasses on. Okay, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, but it the car is just like nah, and kind of aims for him, but doesn't hit him. It just kind of sideswipes the sign a little bit and keeps going. Not gonna stop, but the guy's like, "Hey, buddy, you know, screw you." Gives gives the car the finger, and the car is like, "The fuck you say to me?" <laughs> Hits the brakes. And then slowly starts backing up. And the guy's like, he's still holding his finger up and he starts slapping it like, ah, rush to judgment. Shouldn't have done that. And uh, the car murders that man. Yep, <laughs> it sure does. It backs over him and then pulls forward over him and then backs over him and pulls forward over him again. Mm-hmm. And uh, wife beater guy looks out the window and is just like, ah, oh, well, that's not right. Yeah. So when James Brolin is putting his kids on the bike, mm-hmm. his hot Suzuki motorcycle he gets a call on his CB radio and they tell him, hey, after you drop off the kids, go check out this crime scene where a man has been driven. Has over. been beating well, his just, wife. They just said like, <laughs> and then another man has <laughs> been run over several times. He does multiple crime scenes. He doesn't scenes. get all that on the radio. It's just, hey, go out yeah. here. And there's a thing happening here. <laughs> right. You might want to check it out. So I guess he drops his girls off at school because they're not on the bike when he pulls no. up, thankfully, because, yes. you know, grizzly it, murder and all. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but yes, I mean, and the sheriff and and him and everybody are basically just berating this dude. Like, tell us about the car. I didn't really see anything. No. You gotta have seen something. He's like, I think it was black and or gray. Okay, <laughs> what kind was it? I, I, don't, I know. don't know. How many doors does it have? Two. Yeah. Oh, you do know something. It's like, yeah. They keep going back and forth from like he's not going to tell them anything to he's going to tell them everything he possibly can. But everyone but he is also just, has nothing to tell them. Yeah, but everyone's yelling at him. So, For no reason. Well, well I, I mean, mean okay, well, all right. This <laughs> wife is standing there bruised to fuck. Right. But like, yeah, they just they're just screaming at him. Yeah. And it seems like they're going to let up and like let him start telling what he knows. But then he says seconds like, later, he says like one piece of information and they start shouting at him. Again. Right. So it was like, did it have a license plate or not? No. Well, how many doors? Eh, two. <laughs> Some <laughs> have more than one door. Yeah. So they've got this vague description of car. So is, is this when he said something about the the roof looked lowered? Yeah, or, okay. he did. Yeah. He did. Yeah, when he settled down, he was like, "Wait a minute, I remember the roof was real low." And I'm like, "All right," because that's what James Roland shows up. He starts asking him specifically about the mm-hmm. roof. He's like, "Sunroof, to tone, you know, all the yeah, t tops, yeah, yeah." So they go back to town, and the town is preparing for a parade festival. Which yeah. is which is bad news considering Was it that, a parade festival? Well, was it just like the parade it festival was or was the it the parade? But I mean it was going it's whatever well, our fucking first, Jaws our, thing. Our first introduction <laughs> is that the high school marching or not even high school, like the they, I mean like, just all grades. Like, yeah, just the the, the, the school. school marching band is preparing and <laughs> yeah. like and lady friend from James Brolin, the teacher, is there 
trying to conduct this and oh my god like they're so bad <laughs> they're, they're, they're worse than the soundtrack guy <laughs> yeah it's like that when they were warming up but if only children were doing it. yeah that's that actually said that when the opening yeah. it was like oh it was really nice for them to include the orchestra warming up as part of the soundtrack mm-hmm. that's what it sounded like yeah but yeah and so they go through that for a while Frump, frumpy principal lady comes over and interrupts her from principal <laughs> i only bring her up because like she's like this seems like kind of hip teacher land because there's a couple yeah. young younger teachers there and but frumpy teacher comes over and is like got this hand-drawn <laughs> like sort of na- like like super naked from su- the back super tasteful naked picture of her drawn by one of the students yeah but like it's it, rolled up like a scroll it, yeah. like, like, <laughs> but like if you were taking art class it's a true old elder scroll drawing a nude <laughs> yeah. it was pretty good yeah it is that's no, not bad not bad but for she's her. like Oh, I mean, it's bless like, his heart. But he it's gave like, me 36 yeah. deep breasts. It's, it's, like, it's like there's butt crack, but then she's like yeah. tastefully covering her boob. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like... like and tasteful side boob. <laughs> taste, tasteful side boob, yeah. you know. And, and yeah, she's like, wow, she, he's really got talent. And she's like, do you think this is appropriate for a 13-year-old boy to be painting his teacher's naked? She's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sort yeah. of. I don't I mean, know if he's an artist, kids so. and stuff, you know. Like, but she's kind of like, why I never, and, yeah. you know. <laughs> and then it <laughs> off, yeah, yeah. so... <laughs> So um, James Brolin rolls up and is he rolls up, <laughs> rolls up along with Ronnie Cox. And um, but basically both of the, the young, attractive teachers are dating these two cops. Yes. Um, I, or maybe one's one, one of them's married. I don't it doesn't matter. I think I but, think Ronnie Cox is married. Yeah. Ron, Ronnie Cox is a uh, giant breasted lady. Yeah. Who was in Piranha. Um, mm-hmm. And so sort, sort of a BAM cast along. Yeah. Um, but she is like. Hey, be sure and uh, and congratulate him on his two year anniversary. And they're like, "What? From what?" And he's like, "He stopped drinking two years ago." <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah." yeah. And, and of so, course, you're like, "Oh shit, yeah." <laughs> Ronnie Cox is dead, but this movie defies all logic when it comes to these things. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so we we go into the sheriff's station and we realize this town, this tiny ass fucking town, has like twenty cops mm-hmm. at least, and they're all on duty. Um, and they get basically like. Well, they get called away from the school because they've been called in to like they found the girl right from from the first scene. Yes. And they, you know, they haven't found the the, the other kid, but no. they found the girl and yeah. they're like, oh, yeah, I think it's so and so's daughter. And da, yeah, da, there's da. a long like, let's make Ronnie Cox feel really uncomfortable for really no reason. Ronnie yeah. Cox is like, I think I know that boy. He wouldn't lie to me about going to Bible camp or whatever and really go bicycling, bicycling with a girl. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a whole like this just this sets. The near almost instant award uh, state that Ronnie Cox will exist in for the rest of this movie. It is the most internal yeah. <laughs> instant award I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, because the quietest for it, sure. It's like yeah. it's like an instant with an eye. Like yeah. instant award. Yeah. He is like they needed something to trigger him to be distraught, but not like freaking out distraught, right. but clearly like can't handle anything. And this is what does it. So they found the girl. Mm hmm. And and that like I said, that just sets off like all right, all hands on deck. Yeah, roadblocks, blah blah yeah, blah. Yeah, because when they come back to the station now, it's like we see that like holy shit, there's a lot of cops in this apparently small county in Utah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but it's all like we sort of have a description on the car. Let's like set up a few roadblocks, be on the lookout, maybe cancel that parade uh, practice. Call they, the other county, see if put on a bolo. Yeah, yeah. they kind of bring it up, but they don't address it definitively yet because now they're dealing with um with the the old dude and his battered wife who the sheriff is desperately trying to get 
to confess mm-hmm. to or, or sign the, the statement saying that she was beaten and they can arrest the dude. Uh, she won't do it. And the sheriff is like super torn up about this. Also, uh, what's his name is standing like behind the sheriff in oh, the yeah. shot, like looking at his wife, like you better not sign that fucking thing. I'll yeah. put another one on you right here. And their kid is sitting there too. I mean, this is like the worst possible situation to get someone to sign that kind of thing. And but, but the sheriff is just adamant about this, and she's eventually like, "Nah, going home," and they leave. And then you learn, like, the sheriff's backstory, which was, like, he went to high school with this girl, and, like, she was the one, and, you know, all, you know, just has to rescue her. But the sheriff is, like, 30 years older than that's what's really weird about it. But but so you're getting, like, this buildup for the sheriff character, and you're like, okay, well, that's something. And then they go outside because they hear the guy berating his wife yet again, like, five feet away from the police station, which, real smart guy. And he's just like, man, bullies. I don't like them. Yeah, let's go get a drink. Yeah. Yeah. But he like personality switch mm-hmm. in the sheriff guy. He's just like he's bummed out and he feels bad about the lady. Well, the, well, well, this is also earlier after they found the girl. Like, you know, he was already like, I can't believe a kid from from someone else is passing through our town. I don't like it. Yeah. Dead kid on our watch. I yeah. don't like it. Then when they found this other girl, he's just like, damn, 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 damn. damn. Just, <laughs> he just says damn for like 30 straight seconds. Yeah. He's not happy about any of this. But yes. But yeah. So they, they go outside and uh drunken fuckhead like sends his wife and child away in the car in in their truck which drives away he starts crossing the street to go to the club and here comes the car and the car is like doing the one like sense of justice thing in this whole movie that it's going to do but he jumps out of the way and the sheriff is just standing in the middle of the road and the car murders the sheriff yep so james brolin is now in charge Mm mm-hmm and Ronnie Cox has officially lost his shit. Yep. He is not having any of this anymore. And he goes out to the parking garage. Well, they're like, he's like, all right, <laughs> round up everybody. They killed the sheriff. Now we're now we're really pissed. Yeah. Hey, Ronnie Cox, go check the guns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which he does. And then he's like, let hey, me alcoholic also- on the verge of losing it. <laughs> I, go look at the guns. I think there might be some guns in the trunk of my squad car. Oh, wait, sweet booze, <laughs> which he has wrapped in, I don't know, eight leather pouches. It's it mummified him, booze. Yeah. It takes him forever to get it out. But then he's just like, oh, my God, sweet booze. Yeah. So Ronnie Cox has either fallen off the wagon or he was never on it to begin with. I think it's the latter. I think. Well, he, considering the way he had that booze wrapped up, maybe he was like, this is my emergency booze. <laughs> Only for emergencies. Only for this emergencies. This is definitely an emergency. It qualifies. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. So, it, okay, so when, it's when, going into the next day. Yeah. When basically. he when, like it, it's the next morning, and he's like, "Thanks, you all, for sticking around. Like, we have, we still don't have any leads. We like the next county radioed in or something like that. Yeah, they've plus, got plus some there, information. Plus, there was an older Native American woman mm-hmm. in the town who like she she was on the street corner when right, the when, car yeah. killed the sheriff. And so, like, they, there is also a Native American uh, officer mm-hmm. who's like translating and and. She says something and he, and he basically dismisses it as like uh, she's just she's just old and superstitious. Talk. Yeah, it's you know superstition. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah, and that comes up like they they drag that one out a little bit. But I'll just go ahead and spoil it. Like there is another the the, the radio dispatcher is also Native American mm-hmm. who basically it goes like hey you didn't he didn't say everything that she said. Yeah, um, she basically said that like there was no driver in the car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, because because he had the the guy who was translating for her had said something like an evil wind is blowing and right. the forces of nature, blah, blah, blah. And Brolin wasn't having that. But 
whatever. So Brolin at this, people have asked him, like, should we call off the parade? And he's like, yeah, probably. Yeah, maybe. And he tasked Rodney Cox with, hey, go call them and at least postpone it until later this evening. Yeah. At yeah. least later. And but because, because Rodney Cox is doesn't drinks, drinking now, doesn't do this. No. So eventually we see all the kids and the teachers out at like this, this fairgrounds, you know, yeah, like small, small grandstand thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. And they're just out there practicing and practicing badly. I mean, they will never be good. They, they were better. <laughs> they Okay. A little better. Like I, I think I almost recognized the tune they were playing. I'm okay. like last time, which was, <laughs> it wasn't just a lot of, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was like a bunch was, of wounded. Beasts. It was a whole bunch of barbarian brothers. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't just, <laughs> my, <laughs> yeah. But now they've added like horses and all this weird shit sure. to their parade. So they, they're having to just full on practice this whole all their moves and off in the distance. Like, OK, so one cop has gotten up on this platform to look for, you know, yep. he's, he's he's looking for the sharks, basically. <laughs> and he goes up and off in the distance. You just see this this light. This, this is reflection. a good shot. Yeah. Like, we should also mention, like, this is one hell of a Blu-ray transfer for a movie Absolutely this old. Absolutely it is. For a 40-year-old movie, this is a hell of a Blu-ray transfer. Yeah. Most of it looks great. Yeah. Yes. But, I mean, like, shots like this, when it's full, like, all the st- stuff in, like, daylight looks amazing. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, when you go night shots, it gets a little grainy 70s, you know, because it's low light. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, like, this shot is really well done because there's, you know, massive desert. Yeah. And you just... Like, as he's climbing up, you see, like, one reflection off the windshield. Mm-hmm. And you're like, did I, wait, did I just see that? Or was that just a trick of my eyes? And yeah. then then you, you see it again. You see it again. It's like, oh, shit, the car's coming. Mm-hmm. And this is where they establish that before the car arrives, like, an evil wind basically kicks up. And yes. this more or less the dust storm starts happening. And Pretty much, yeah. Which it, in and of itself sort of, like, sends the crowd into, like, what the hell's going on? And things start to panic before they hear the car. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, because the horses are freaking out. All the the instruments and music are blowing away. Kids' hats are falling off. It's, you know, a nightmare. Right. And, <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, like, you see the, the car is up, you know, because this is like a kind of a sunken racetrack kind of area. And the car is up on this ridge driving around, but you can't really see it because it's hidden behind just banners and, and other things. But you know it's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everyone is just... They they kind of all have this group think at once, which is just basically like, okay, get to high ground. Just get out of here. The car is here. We have to get away from the car. So they all just start running, although I don't know specifically where they're going because everywhere they go, the car kind of shows up right there. But eventually they, well, like the, the dudes on horses are like, well, hold them off. And then it's just rodeo stunt spectacular with like cowboys <laughs> getting sideswiped. Well, and, and it's a, It's a little bit weird because one straight up does the like grabs his hat like you would a bull mm-hmm. and it's like over here over here and the car's like oh over there over there yeah. it's like why did that work hey they had to try it <laughs> but it worked that, it, i mean it that's trying it is one thing that's just like ah fine i don't know killer car like but yeah. the fact that the car was like yeah okay yeah but uh it they all run into a uh just kind of an old cemetery mm-hmm. that's out in the middle of the desert and the car will come all the way up to the entrance and then stop and this is when James Brolin, school teacher, school teacher girlfriend, decides I'm just going to taunt the fuck out of this thing, and she's like, "Hey, big man with your car, why don't you get out so we can see how stupid you are?" And you know the car's like doing donuts and just you know just like frustrated that it can't get in for whatever reason, and she just continues just to fucking berate this thing, 
which I, I'm surprised no one in the group was like, hey, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Leave it alone. <laughs> Stop taunting it. But eventually, like, the other young teacher she decides she's going to make a run for it. There was a scene that apparently got deleted that I read that was in the TV version where they actually made the plan to do this. Oh, okay. Where she's taunting the car and it distracts it so that she can run to the police car and call for help, which is what happens. Um, and then it does it just decide to fuck off and leave? It's just like, I can't get in there. So it, it rams the, the little stone, the one pillar of the stone gate of the cemetery and kind of knocks it over, but it still won't break the ground and come into it. Um, but I think it just donuts around for a while and it's just like, oh, the cops start showing up and as soon as the sirens come, it takes off. Yeah. Because you're like, cheesy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much afraid of the cops. (laughs) Yeah. So it takes off and they're all pretty much okay to which the the sourpuss principal <laughs> yells out cat poo <laughs> yeah cat well poo. T- yeah because when when uh teacher girlfriend was <laughs> lord's her name but yeah, teacher girlfriend, teacher girlfriend. Um, when she when she was taunting it she was like come on you chicken shit son of a bitch yeah. get out of the car and face me and, and like just increasingly sort of in its in their pg guidelines mm-hmm. is, is ramping up the cursing at it trying to taunt it mm-hmm. and that yeah when it drives away it's just it's funny because frumpy pants <laughs> principal and this is the last time we'll see her i believe yeah just goes cat poop <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so weird yeah but amazing at yes the same time yeah yeah <laughs> but um the, so they've set up roadblocks everywhere and they start getting information about where the car might be and is this when it just becomes action stunt spectacular? There's a there's a little bit of planning and some talking, and then it's yeah. I think it's like it comes down to one guy who's like, "It's coming my way." Yeah, like there's there's one. Right. Oh yeah, there, there's a dude who's like just he's been hanging out mm-hmm. like ready to do this, and he's got a shotgun, and he's like, "I'm on it." Yeah, he goes on the radio. He's like, "I yeah. think a truck's coming." Wait, it's not a truck. Holy shit! It's the it's car. Him. It's, it's the car. It's the car. What do I do? And he's just like, "I'm gonna shoot it with my shotgun." And he shoots it. And what it, no, no, like, it, well, it's coming right at him, and he's hidden behind his yeah. car with the shotgun, uh-huh. and the, and the car stops in front of him. Yeah, like what well, doesn't just run his car? No, no, over. not yeah. But I mean, like he's like he he just internally is like, "I'm gonna take a shot at it," and he does. Mm-hmm. And then he's he's also on the radio at the same time. He's like. I can't believe I missed. And then he shoots it at it again and it doesn't do anything. And he's like, I missed twice. What the hell? So eventually it, the, the car takes off past him and he's like, I'm in hot pursuit. And so he goes chasing after it and they're all like all hands on deck. Let's go get this fucking thing. You tell us where it is at all times. We'll, we'll, we'll come find you. So it starts kind of going up this mountain path to the top of a, you know, a peak or whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's convinced. He's like, I got a trap. Where yeah. else is it going to go? And all the rest of the cops are quickly catching up. Yeah, with they're him. getting there. Yeah. Uh, he turns a corner and the car is right there mm-hmm. and comes at him and kind of pins him per- perpendicular to where the, and, his car is almost hanging off a cliff. Yeah. And this this seems a little bit goofy because he goes to like open his door for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why he thinks this is the plan. He was just going to get out and arrest whoever it was. Sure. But, but like he goes to open his door and the car, the car just kind of goes. Nope. Nope. Like, <laughs> nope. And just yeah. like bump, gently closes yeah. his door back, and he's like, and nah, he's like, all right, there. well, maybe I'll go out the other door, <laughs> mm-hmm. to which he's like, oh, is no. over the side of the cliff, and he's yeah. like, oh no, don't want to go that way. He yeah. hangs out that door for way too long. Yeah, guys. he does. And then he gets back in, and he's basically like, now, don't you do it? 
and the car just Roger Moore James Bonds yes. right over the cliff. I'm gonna do it. Yeah. And and the thing to note here is that not only does it sort of slowly push him over the cliff, it's not like a ram and yeah, no. But the second this car leaves its wheels, <laughs> it bursts into flames. Yeah. Like they I, hit the the charges on this car before it even a like, little too early. Like, before it hits its first roll, like it did a little too early. It did, a lot too it early. It didn't even turn over. It's just like no. oh, I'm off its wheels. And, yeah. <laughs> Like I, I, I'm thinking, like you know, in in their minds, cars are grounded yeah. somehow, and yes. like <laughs> if they take off, it's yeah. fucking explosion yeah. time. Oh, you broke the connection! I'm on fire now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, this thing bursts into flames and mm-hmm. flips down the mountain. Now, no one actually sees him die because there are there are two cars going side by side, flying mm-hmm. down the road. Yes, and and one of them just has a oh my god reaction. And I thought they saw the flaming car falling down the mountain, but no, they see the car mm-hmm. kind of like coming around a corner and coming right at them. Yep. And they're like, stay on the road. And and James and James Brolin is on the radio is like, whatever you do, do not let that car get away. Do yep. what you have to. And yep. so these two cars are like, well, he can't take us both out. Like, so we'll, we'll just, <laughs> we're, we're going to drive straight out <laughs> right. side he by side. He will swerve and then we'll get him. Yeah, and we'll, we'll have him. <laughs> Physics, I don't know how or why this happens, but the car just forces itself into a roll. It, turns and then flips mm-hmm. like it so it it just turns right really hard yeah and like gets he, sideways and then starts flipping into the cop cars and just yeah. tumbles down it just just tumbles down the street you know like katamaris these things basically yeah. it just rolls right over them to where they explode katakari oh yeah <laughs> but also the whatever stunt car they're using for it is just like falling apart yes. as they're doing it yeah. it's it's which is weird because as soon as it destroys the cop cars, it cuts to a perfectly Perfect pristine car, I car mean, driving away. This, we're, we're crossing our streams here. We already mentioned Katamari, but this is basically like he hit the triggers and Burnout Paradise and engage stunt mode. Yes. Yes. Just because like suddenly he's like, I am doing this now. I am rolling. <laughs> yep, yep. Because it rolls over the top of both cars, immediately causing them to burst into flames. Mm-hmm. And then the very next shot, it's back on its wheels and just driving forward. Yeah, totally fine. <laughs> it, it reco- <laughs> sick recovery. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Amazing recovery. Yeah. Uh, this is when James Brolin is like, fuck this, I'm giving chase now. And he's on his bike. Um, and I thought he was going right at it at first, wasn't he? He was. Yeah, yeah because it, it kind of comes to a stop in front of him. It has a soft spot for for James Brolin for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. It never just fucking murders him. It just always wants to hang out. But he does the trade shots and that that do nothing. Yes. Like fires at the tire. Yeah, he shoots at the tires. That does nothing. Yeah, each tire, one on each side. Well, maybe I just missed over there. Yeah. Straight at the windshield. Nothing. Nope. No, nothing. Um, he goes over to the side of the car because the window is coming down a little no, bit. No, he just walks over and is like, I'm going to open the door. Oh, yeah, he reaches like, for it. There's no door handles. Yeah. The window does but then roll the, down then the window just does a little bit. Yeah, and he's like, and then the in. door starts to open a little bit. Pops. Like, come in. And he's like, all right, and goes to do that. And then the car just <laughs> flings its door and punches him with it. And he goes tumbling off into, you know, a ditch. And all of a sudden, like, at first, I thought the car was like ascending to heaven because basically <laughs> the the what the dissolve that they use is just the bright, you know, just the screen gets brighter and brighter mm-hmm. until cut to doctor shining flashlight in James Brolin's face. Like, OK, you've got an injury during this. You have to stay here for a couple of days. Just overnight. Yeah. Just overnight. And also, this happens to be the doctor whose daughter was from the first scene. Right. So he's leaving. And I think I think it's Roddy Cox is like, hey, we're real sorry about your daughter. <laughs> and he's just like. Uh, I was trying to do work and nothing. I'd about forgotten that. about it for about thirty <laughs> seconds, but thanks, yeah. thanks for reminding me. Yep, 
Ronnie Cox still just sweaty and freaking out, but not externally freaking out. Just mm-hmm. like you could tell there's something up with Ronnie Cox. Yeah, this whole movie, you spend waiting for him to just freak out. Yeah. yeah you know. And also die. <laughs> sure, that too, yes. <laughs> but like one by one, he just, he starts, uh, James Brolin starts sending people away. Like he sends the girlfriend away, like, you know, go check on the kids. Um, and then Ronnie Cox is the only one left. And he's like, shut the door. I told you to call off the parade. And he's like, I think I did. I don't, I was sitting at the desk and then the phone rang and, and James Rowan's like, please tell me you didn't do this because of the thing. And he's like, I no, it wasn't the, it was totally it the was, thing. Because yeah. yeah. totally. I'm a huge drunk. And James Rowan is just basically like, oh, damn it. You fine, whatever. Uh, so yeah, that's been, I guess, resolved. It uh, it doesn't much matter. Like it, it, his alcoholism never comes up <laughs> again, nope. or has any benefit. But um, yeah, Any benefit. Like he was just going to drink the gasoline out of the car. And I don't know. Like useless. he was just going to like I got a thing in my, the Molotov Wait, cocktail. This thing I got here. this. Hold on. <laughs> they find out the car runs on booze. I don't know. <laughs> Something. Um. So he uh. So the. Native American officer is driving the girlfriend home mm-hmm. and they drive by his place and he looks over and she's like, oh, you worried about your family? <laughs> He's like, yes. <laughs> and as they drive by, they drive by this little cross street and you see the car and the car is staking him out. So well, it's, it's, it's like a little uh, alcove of like a yeah, brush. Yeah. You know, it's but off, it, it's it off just the road. pulls out just enough so you can see it. Mm-hmm. It's it's patient. Uh, he drops her off. And then she's like, I'll be fine. Get out of here. So he's like, okay, I'm going to go check on my family. So he leaves and you're like, oh man, the car is going to totally murder him. No, he drives back by the car is like, I'm going to go get her. Mm -hmm. So it drives to her house. She drops some super important piece of paper. We never find out what that piece of paper was. It was very important, but uh, she... She had to track that down, which leaves her in the middle of the, of the street. Yes. And the, and the wind kicks. Yeah, up. the wind kicks in. And she's like, oh, 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 Jesus, God, no. Yeah. And so she walks into her house, uh-huh. <laughs> which, man, when she walks in, you're like, oh, this is a Saturday Night Live set. <laughs> right. <laughs> but like as the camera pans through this house and reaches a stopping point, the image on the far left of the screen is this giant portrait in progress of James Brolin. <laughs> Yep. It is fucking glorious. Yep. And I swear to God, someone better still have this thing. I, James and it better Bro- be James Brolin. James Brolin better have that motherfucker <laughs> hanging like over his bed. But like, like also, instead of a mirror, he should just have that wake up every day and go like, I'm looking good. <laughs> yeah. Still looking good. Man. Still got it. Sweet stash. I could totally grow that again <laughs> if I wanted to. No, he just thinks that's a mirror. Like, oh, <laughs> right. oh. Yeah. yeah, he's just totally like, yeah, just hanging in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> But like you said, Harlow, there's also this creepy ass portrait of his one of his kids on the there wall. There is, like you. you I think it's a creepy ass portrait of. I think there are two creepy ass portraits. One is of the older, and one is of the younger okay. girl. One well, of them is like literally like when you look rude. up those things on the internet where you're like haunted painting, yeah, and you read that bullshit story. No, this is one of those pictures. Yeah, it looks like <laughs> this painting. I hope is not in anyone's house. I yeah. hope it has been burned, and <laughs> it looks like and the had gray an exorcist aliens. performance. You know, <laughs> yeah. because yeah, so. She calls him on the phone and is just like, I don't know, telling her, telling him about the last 20 minutes of her day mm-hmm. <laughs> since she left his presence. And the shot is set up so that she's in the foreground. The big window of the house is in the background. Mm-hmm. And behind that, you just see light. 
and another you, amazing fucking yes. shot. And yeah. you, so you see light rapidly coming at the house, and you're like, and the sound yes. is getting louder. And you're like, eh, it's a '70s movie. I don't know if we're gonna get what we want here. Uh, who do we? <laughs> Boy. So obviously, there's there's a shot where the car just comes up to the to the wall and stops, but they cut right after that, and it is just they launch something through something. But the implication and the editing and everything that was basically set up is this car fucking launches through this house and never stops in one motion, just just flies through fucking takes her out completely it looks like it takes her head off yes and then just lands apparently there's a road on, they've built their house in the middle of a highway our house <laughs> in the ramp. middle of the street our house so this thing launches through the living room the car is grinding <laughs> meet meet. It, it certainly was madness takes uh. her out and just lands on the street on the other side of the house and just keeps going like yep. check me out look what I just now, did what I can't figure out is like was the set just constructed so well that it actually met, matched the real house? I, I am honestly, like, from a filmmaking perspective, trying to figure out how they did this. Because, like, if it's a set, was it an outdoor set and they really did have a road for this car to drive up to? I'm just trying to figure out, like, how you had fake wall set thing oh, I'm sure this with, a ro- with a road and a car. Yeah. Like, was that a mat thing? Like, no. you know, superimpose that shit or... <laughs> <laughs> ah, fucking super! I, I, I don't know. Like I said, I'm just I'm fascinated by the construction of this shot. I don't know. There are some DVD or Blu-ray extras. Yeah, available. there's commentary. Okay, so I guarantee if they if they fall silent during that scene, I'm going to be very upset. Exactly. Um, They're going to go silent out of respect for the dead. Unless yeah. they just, I mean, I I don't know. I could go either way. I want the entire story of the portrait of James Brolin, or I want how they <laughs> made that shot. I will be happy with either. I want one. them to pause the movie right there yeah. and tell yeah. both stories, and then <laughs> like move Parker on. Lewis style. Just yes. yeah. <laughs> All right, wait a time minute. out. <laughs> Yeah. You might be wondering how I got here. <laughs> um, so cut to James Brolin just standing in the disaster zone that was this house, and they are taking away the bloody corpse of his girlfriend. Yeah. And the other cop is there, and he's just like, I shouldn't have left. And James Brolin, to his credit, is like, if you'd been here, it would have killed you too. So Brolin now is kind of getting into that sweaty, unshaven, like, Man. He's coming unhinged. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, we're going to fucking murder this car, and we need drunken wife abuser who's still locked up in jail to help us. Because at the beginning, when he, when that character is revealed and he's talking to the guy with the French horn, very prominently in his driveway is this giant van that just basically says explosives on it. Mm-hmm. So he is some kind of, you know, demolitions guy. And it's odd. This movie, like almost to its credit, doesn't even bother to come up with a plan. It's just basically like, we need him. Get him. Okay, let's go. It never once reveals what it's doing. Mm -mm. It is just like, get him. Go get your things. Let's do this. And you see like Brolin in the background just with like, they've got like this topographical map of the area. And he's just like, okay, here, let's do this right here. And it's also at this point that uh, Ronnie Cox has started putting it the religious aspect of this thing together because it's like he's like hollowed ground the the car wouldn't go on the thing and also your girlfriend it wasn't hollow oh well uh (laughs) but it's also like and your girlfriend swore at it so it probably targeted her Uh (laughs) yeah that makes a whole lot of sense and brolin's like yeah whatever okay dude let's go get the dynamite and blow this thing up so 
they let that dude out of jail and the native american guy just grabs him by the neck and brings him out Mm -hmm. (laughs) and just you will sit down (laughs) this is unfortunately the closest this son of a bitch well second closest this son of a bitch gets to come up and but He's, but he's just got yeah, him. He's just also screaming extremely racist shit the entire time. He's got yeah, him in exactly. the script too. Yeah, but he's so. got him like real tight by the shirt and neck, mm-hmm. and just manhandling him, which yeah. is kind of great. But they tell him like, "We need you," you know, now more than ever. And the guy's like, he just starts slowly grinning, like, "Fucking finally, I am redeemed." And you're like, "Wait, no, why? <laughs> Don't fucking redeem that guy." But um, so this just begins like a a chase to the location where they are going. They go and they get all the supplies and they divvy them up and it's mm-hmm. like, haha, don't drop the box. It's going to explode. Yep. And they're all like, go to this Canyon and plant the things. And James Brolin's like, we'll find the car and bring it to you. So it, it's basically kind of a chase to get there. Although the car shows up before Brolin is, Oh no, wait, hold on. Oh. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> he goes, he goes home. Mm-hmm. Check on the kids because the other lady has been watching the kids. Right. The um, other teacher. Yeah. He has just resigned himself to the fact that he is going to die in this final battle because he goes to look in on the kids <laughs> and is j- just leaves a note like, hey, lady, give my kids a kiss. Tell them I loved them. Bye. <laughs> That's it. And so he, like so he has walked from the garage into the house and you mm-hmm. see that shot and he goes and ta- looks at the kids and He's leaves the note. around with spark plugs with his motorcycle yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And then he comes back out. Gets on the bike, is going to start leaving, but then is like, nah, I need one more thing. Gets off the bike, walks back through the garage, and as he's walking back through the garage, just in the background, Mm -hmm. just lurking in the background, the car is fucking parked in his garage. The movie doesn't do anything to draw attention to it. That is also a really good shot. There's no music sting or anything to it. It is just, hey, the car's back there. (laughs) And he turns back around, and, and he's just like, ah, fuck, the car's here, so... He tries to make an attempt to get over to the garage door, which is padlocked from the outside, I think. Yeah, I mean, that would make sense. Yeah. You wouldn't padlock it from the inside. No, but yeah. I, that's what yeah. he's doing. And he tries well, to make a move for it, and the car, like, revs also, up to him. Lauren comes out of the house. Oh, yeah. Well, other teacher. Yes. Right? Yeah. That wasn't her name. I, or, Lauren, no, whatever, the other yeah, teacher's the other name. Teacher, yeah. yeah. Was and, that Ronnie Cox's girlfriend? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. She comes out. Of the house and tries to go. She's like, "What? What's wrong? What's, What's going in there? on?" And he's like, "Don't the, come just, in here." And to like, anytime there's a situation like that, when when you're ever telling someone, "Don't come over here," they keep coming. They just keep coming and keep coming. And eventually, he gets her to stop. But she's like, just the like, "Car, yeah, is in here." And yeah. we get the name of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. The so, car is in here. Stay the fuck out, you idiot. Yeah. So she goes Please. back into the, to where the kids are. He gives it. He gives the garage door two or three attempts. He like gets a screwdriver and is going to like Jimmy the lock and get out. Um, the car eventually comes all the way up to the door and just starts revving the engine and wailing on the horn to where it blows out the windows in the garage. It blows out the windows in the house. You know, the kids are all huddled up with the lady and screaming. And uh, he just defenestrates himself. He runs and defenestrates himself out a window mm-hmm. and jumps on his bike and takes off as the car is exploding out of the garage to almost hit him. And then it's a chase through the desert. So, yep. and he's on a radio like, it's after guys, me. Yeah. He's like, are you guys ready? And they're like, no, we got like four set up so <laughs> we're, far. We're still on the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One, one, the, they've done like a dumb thing where like one truck had all the dynamite and the other truck had all the blasting caps. Well, no, they just split the, they just split 
it between the two oh, trucks. Okay. It seemed it seemed like they, one truck was all set up with everything, and it was just like we're not there with this thing yet. He said we're we're going to split them up because we don't want them if they get, if it gets one of us. Yeah, that way it won't ruin the plan. Okay. okay. So they use the sweet ass fucking police van, <laughs> yeah. uh, 1960 International Harvester B120. Oh, it's fucking awesome. The International Harvester. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So it it's chasing Brolin through the desert, and then at one point it's just like. Nah, I'm just going to cut through and go straight to where they are because I heard they're not ready. And Brolin's like, uh, it's leave without me, guys. You need to do something. And they're like, no, you need to do something. You need to catch up to it. So he just starts fucking with it, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to catch up to it, get in front of it, lead it around, just go into like in, uh, some area and donut around a little bit. And then he does this one like. He gets to the point where they have dropped a, a knotted rope over for him to grab onto and climb up, and he just kind of tries to ride his bike up a mountain, <laughs> which goes about as badly as you think, mm-hmm. and... He's a stunt that goes wrong. <laughs> yeah, but he starts climbing, and the car is just like, nah, son, and just starts ramming the mountain, which is breaking off chunks of rock that are <laughs> causing him to yeah, to be fair it's shitty limestone sure it's, you know <laughs> not like granite no good granite mountains. no no <laughs> so you know he's flailing around and the rope is caught and everyone's just I, it's never quite clear what their exact plan is but they are all just running around like crazy and it's they've got the detonator way far away from where it needs to be and they're running with with wire to get it there and at one point, well, I think what it is is like they've they've planted the explosives all around the ridge mm-hmm. of this canyon. Yeah. And they've got to run all the wires together because they don't, you know, there's only one detonator and it has to all blow right. at the same time. So yeah, they're, that's, gonna, they're trying to meet in the middle. And yeah. They're just going to bury it basically in, the, in this area. Uh, R.G. Armstrong is running with a spool of cable and it just gets caught and he just goes whoop and falls. Whee! Yeah. And you're like, OK, here we go. He's going to fall and the car is going to fucking eat him or whatever. No, they run over and help him pick him up mm-hmm. and uh, keep going. And then there's there's a half a sec second of the wires not long enough, and he's like, "We'll splice it." And I guess they do. <laughs> he needed to be there long enough to splice it. Yeah, but something like he should have been helping Brolin get up the rope, and the car should have shaken him off the cliff. And yeah, yeah. Something. yeah. He, when he fell, I was like, "Okay, fine. He's gonna. There we go. Right. Get him out of this." And no. None of these dudes die in the finale. Uh, they just eventually get to a point where... The well, the car is like, oh, I didn't get James Brolin at the bottom, and yeah. it drives all around at the top. Mm-hmm. And James Brolin and Ronnie Cox are basically... Well, Ronnie Cox doesn't want to be there. James no. Brolin's like, we need to stay here. Like He's like, we're, it's going to see us. And he's like, I yeah. wanted to see us. And it's Doc Brown and Marty McFly as the DeLorean is driving towards him, and Marty's trying to get away, and Doc Brown's like, no, you <laughs> stay here and record this. Because... Uh, James Brolin is holding on to Ronnie mm-hmm. Cox. And Ronnie Cox is like, dude, <laughs> I, no, let go. So they wait. As I've got l- so many more drinks left to drink. Yeah. They wait as long as they can and jump out of the way. And then they launch this fucking car off a cliff. Mm-hmm. And as they do that, they hit the, the, the hit the detonator. And what happens here is kind of visually interesting, but also like what's happening. Also terrible. <laughs> it's, a giant explosion in the sky because they're all looking up mm-hmm. and there is vaguely some shapes like there's kind of a like a snake head. Yeah, mm-hmm. demonic. Well, OK, so it's there's like fingers it's, it's like a bunch of gasoline fires yeah. at once. Yes. All like, superimposed. All su- composited. Fucking superimposed. Yeah. Um, 
and then one of them like one of them sort of turns into a snake head mm-hmm. and the tongue comes out as a giant tongue of fire yep um and just a bunch of weird shapey shifty thingies mm-hmm. and it's growling and making a lot yeah. of roaring and noises and engine noises yeah and then it's it's just smoky and they get up and wait for the smoke to clear and they're all just kind of standing there in a hero shot now there's a two shot of James Brolin and Ronnie Cox that had to have been filmed much later because Ronnie Cox's hair is a lot shorter and they've yes. clearly glued a mustache onto James Brolin <laughs> because he is it's it's that kind of glue that they were using like the the uh, cannibal the musical mm-hmm. st- where they were just like I can't move my face you know it's like right. he starts talking and you're like oh man either he just had his wisdom teeth out or there's something wrong with this could have been both could yeah. have been both but that shot was obviously way after they obviously rejiggered this ending at some point yeah um but that's basically it yeah they're just kind of standing there and and james rollins like it's over and ronnie cox no no man you see the fire and the stuff in the fire he's like it's over man yeah we buried it he's just like let it go dude (laughs) it's over and like and then they're all just standing there over this smoldering cliff Mm -hmm. and it just kind of i mean it almost goes like close encounters style like weird fade out color scheme it's like it just kind of like limps out and then as it fades to black you hear the car horn mm-hmm. and you're like ha 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 and then over the, the car closing- will return and <laughs> the car too <laughs> urban jungle because the end credits just is a bunch of footage of the car driving through like ogden or something yeah just like some city and you're like okay <laughs> it's just driving around a city and then the credits end there, uh, to be clear, there was never a city, like a big no, city. No, 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 no. They're like, just driving around L.A. <laughs> I mean, this this town, county, whatever, is like one of the speed trap towns. Because, I mean, yeah. I think for every citizen, there was a cop. Yes. You know? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, apparently all we really see is like one neighborhood, one trailer park, and uh, a main street. And that's it. So I don't know yeah. why they had 100 cops. but But, yeah, so... It just kind of ends. Nothing drives out of the ground, so no. not not this movie. This is not the movie. No, but and it I, is a movie. Yeah, it we, absolutely we, is. And, we, and yes. we watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, so not knocking it for that. I'm just saying the quest continues for yeah. This wasn't it. Satanic car and or truck that drives out of the ground. Yeah, this wasn't it. This may was or may not though. exist. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Long Wolf McQuaid. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Car. The car. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think by very definition, we don't quite get an instant award, even though it's, Mm-mm. it's something, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he never completely freaks out. No, the score is just weird. So, and there's no lyric, so no, no ancillary awards is no. what I'm trying to say. No, none of that. Ah, well, guess we rate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I'll go ahead and go. Okay. I've been trying to formulate this one. I think I'm I'm gonna land on three jocks. Okay. Um here's the reason why. I I dig the hell out of this time period yeah. and aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Um I just really do like and I I am a fan of don't get me wrong, I like realistic scientific and or plausible horror movies where you know the most to me the most scary thing is people or something that is possible that can happen. Mm-hmm. You know. However, if you're going to do a supernatural horror movie, don't ever fucking explain it. That yeah. that's that's my rule. Like as soon as they start explaining supernatural shit is when it gets dumb and mm-hmm. full of shit. And if you just tell me that there's a demonic car that may or may not have a driver, that's all I need to know. Yep. 
I really don't need to know anymore. I don't want part two or part three where they tell me about some reason why the car exists. I don't fucking want that. However, <laughs> there's just some shit that's wrong with this movie. And it's the other thing about horror movies is they tend to be fables, meaning you do something wrong and you get punished for it via, via the supernatural force, mm-hmm. you know, and don't wander out at dark. You know, you get eat, taken by an evil witch or something, you know, it's like there, there were things to like, don't do this because bad thing will happen, you know, mm-hmm. but in this movie, the shitty people continually survive. And that's, it's not right. I mean, it just doesn't work in this, in for this. And I, I hate to hold it against it, but like there's, there's breaking the mold. And then there's just like, well, you just let that shit bird basically become part of the heroes. Yeah. You know, and fuck that guy. Mm-hmm. And also, Ronnie Cox is kind of shitty, too. I mean, yeah, I know yeah. he's got a disease, but it's like he also fucked some shit up. You know, like he he, got, he almost yes. got all those kids killed. Probably got some of the cowboys killed. I believe, you know, yes, like probably some of the died. horses got hurt. So mm-hmm. fuck Ronnie Cox. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, like, I, it has issues, but it's still a lot of fun. The ending's kind of bullshit. And. It's partially because I was like, all right, when's the car drive out? This is this is the time. Yeah. It's not dead yet. Yeah, it's one final jump yep. scare. But no. no. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know. I still really liked it, but it's still it's got issues that keep it from being perfect. Yeah, I I, I could almost go for because that that car driving through the fucking house is insane. Mm-hmm. But hmm. well, I can go for. OK, and I do and will. Uh, there's so much to like about the car. And beyond just the basic, like, this movie looks great, this movie sounds great, this movie pulls off some things that I never would have expected a movie from this era to be able to pull off mm-hmm. in terms of stunts. However, there is a lot of footage of sped up driving, yeah. which I know it was a standard thing for 60s and 70s movies to do. It looks like shit. And it. Some and of it looks really good. There's sure, but occasionally, like yeah. a quarter of it looks really good. Yeah, but, but I just I, whenever I see it, I hear the Benny Hill music in my head, and it's just like, you know, I don't. Come on, guys. I mean, I was two when this came out, so I can't really <laughs> yell at them. But the the thing about sped up footage that always fucks it up is that when the ca- camera jitters, yeah, like if you don't have a perfectly still camera, I yes. mean, perfectly still, yeah, when, when you see the up, camera motion yeah. look unnatural, it's yeah. like, or oh. or anything that re- that requires like gravity mm-hmm. so a car going over bumps yeah. like any bumps and it looks really dumb yeah but i mean i guess you you film that in hopes that you're able to use it and then when it looks bad sped up you just kind of have to use it yeah unfortunately so the sped up footage bothered me the entire finale of this movie is shot day for night which also looks bad mm-hmm. i understand it's almost got to be impossible to light that desert but don't do it at night then just do it at dawn they they can they seem to hold off for this shot of at the end when the smoke clears the the sun comes up over the mountains and it's like ah oh, you know it's like so the, the car was murdering people th- during the day there there's no rhyme or reason as to why this event has to take place at night but they're shooting at day for night and it never none of it ever matches it's like obviously this is noon obviously this is dusk obviously this is three o'clock i mean it's all various times of the day that they've just slapped a blue filter on and it's it looks bad um and the ending is just kind of like when it happens you're like ah what i get what they're going for but that what's 
honestly, what the fuck is happening? Like, I waited for a character to go, what the fuck just happened? What was that? So, and not not killing off the dude who deserved to die and not giving Ronnie Cox, like, this redemption moment of, like, he should have been the one to stand there at the end of the cliff and push James Brolin away at the last second and yeah. take the brunt of it. Yep. And that, that you know, like the hero redemption part of it is like, I'm kind of a shit heel. I'm not really a villain, but let me do something courageous here at the end. But up until the last moment, he was still being a chicken shit. Mm-hmm. So character wise, this movie doesn't get that shit straight. However, for jocks, because it is so much fun and it, it, it God, this transfer looks good. Yeah, it is it bright and colorful and everyone just looks amazing in the this is i mean you know we were sitting there like what year did this movie come out because it looks fantastic um so yeah if you i definitely recommend seeing this if you do definitely watch it on blu-ray because jesus it looks good Mm -hmm. Woo! where to put the car (laughs) i think i have a four jocks garage for the car um park it right in there my yeah i'm gonna (laughs) beep 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 here I come. Um, <laughs> no, I really enjoyed the car. Um, I was surprised by many things. And while I would agree with the issues that we all seem to have, which is, you know, shitbirds not getting their comeuppance, um, the weird sped up motion, and just a few kind of filming things here and there. It was a ton of fun, and that car looks fucking badass. Almost every time that car shows up, it looks sinister as shit. Um, it has cool powers for a you know for a spooky car. Spooky car. Um, it jumps through that fucking house, and that's one of the greatest <laughs> things ever committed to film. Uh, additionally, the the car launching off the cliff looked really good. A lot of times, I don't know how they managed it but a lot of times when when they when they launch a car off a cliff like that with a car cannon or something um it tends to like list sideways or kind of roll or something pitch yar roll but that thing just went off flat and like it looked like the coolest shit ever for that car to just be hanging out in midair like that (laughs) um ending's a little hokey but I had a ton of fun with it, and I really think you should watch this. Like this, the Blu-ray transfer looks great. Um, like it, it's going to get a little bit weird sometimes when the when it gets low light and it gets really grainy, um, because of how good it looks in like in in the daytime shots and all the well lit shots. It's just a sharp contrast between uh, no film grain and film grain sort of thing. Uh, but man, does it look good! It looks so good, um, and that car is just great. Uh, apparently, there's apparently like the hero car is over in somebody's collection in Europe still. So I hope one day to be run over by that car. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. Well, man can dream. Yeah. <laughs> apparently so. All right. Well, I think that's that's the car, right? Yeah, that is yeah. the All car. Right. Well, let's take a break, shall we? All right.
Alright, welcome back. Hey, Bamcast. It's second half. Yeah. Time for more halving. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's half it up. So uh, I saw a movie. Am I alone in this? I don't yeah. know what you saw, so I can't. Well, no, I just mean, am I the only one that watched something to <laughs> I have a thing to talk about, oh, but it, okay. you should talk about your movie. I also have a thing to talk about. All right. But oh, it'll okay. be quick. Um, so I saw a relatively new movie that is now available for streaming rentals and whatnots. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't. I can't figure out if it's on disc yet. I don't even know how you tell these. It's things. about three weeks before it comes out on disc. I think, no, I think you can buy digital, but as soon as it's available for rent, it's usually on disc. Yes. Okay. Yes. So probably on disc. Okay. I watched The Big Sick. Uh, oh, right. The Kamel uh, uh, Nanjiani. Okay. I was going to get his name right. All right. Um, wrote and starred in, um, but it's directed by Michael Showalter, Showalter of, yes. the, of the state and whatnot. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so it's, it's pretty, Produced by Judd Apatow, and... Oh. Well, no, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me get there. <laughs> okay. Just, just, Sorry. Pre-wow. <laughs> say a name. Um, so, like, what he has done with most of his Judd Apatow Prime-directed movies mm-hmm. um, has been to attempt to mix lightheartedness with serious subjects and bounce back and forth. Mm-hmm. And they're usually like two and a half to three hours long and they just wear out their welcome and they never seem to land which way they want to be. This movie does all of that perfectly. Oh. Um, I, I, I thought it was terrific. I mean, it's it's weird because like on one hand, it's the kind of movie you feel like you want to show your parents and everybody, but it's still kind of like dirty, raunchy movie at times. You know, okay. like like it's not. Uh, it, it Is just, it sweetly dirty? Like it's got a good heart. Well, no, because I mean, cause I mean like, I mean, no, <laughs> it, it's a like mostly autobiographical movie. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Kamal is basically playing himself as an up and coming stand up and whatnot. So you've got, you know, they're doing stand up shit and telling dirty jokes and things like that. So mm-hmm. yes and no. Um, like it, it reminded me of like the good version of, uh, oh shit. It just, what was the Apatow one with? fucking long as shit. I think it had Adam Sandler in it. Um, funny people. Funny people. Oh. Yeah. Wow. No, I'm just saying, like, it, it It. seems like it It wants to, like, enter into those things, but do it all right. Okay. Um. So it's like, it's part, see, behind the scenes of comedy and how most stand-up comedians are kind of broken people in various and assorted ways. Um, throw in romance that turns weird slash traumatic quickly okay. you know i mean it's just it just combines like all of these different genres and and just ends up being like an incredibly enjoyable watch also couple in the fact of like i wouldn't go so far as to say racism but like cultural blending mm-hmm. and and how older generations have issues with that and certain you know things like that so there's just like there's a lot going on on this movie but it's all still comes across as kind of lighthearted and enjoyable. Like it's, it's dealing with heavy ass shit, but it does it in like a, a very fun and entertaining way. So like the break in movies. Uh, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> they deal with racism and love and things, but they're fun. Yeah. And dancing. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, fuck no. <laughs> a million times. No. All right. Um, fine yeah <laughs> okay. huh yeah i i don't know it's just it's 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 a really good movie okay. i mean it, it's one of those things like i just you can't talk too much about it because 
there's so much there's so much going on and like to talk about anything in particular is kind of spoilery Hmm. you know and so i don't really want to get into it it's just i mean there's there's excellent acting there's excellent writing there's there's funny stuff there's heartwarming stuff there's um ray romano and holly hunter play uh zoe kassan's parents in it and you didn't say Ray Romano was in it. Well, he now is I'm on board. Yeah, I mean they're they're, right. they're they're just they're really good too. Like I mean they're both like given really good meaty roles. Okay. And um mm, meaty. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. It, it, it's good. I guess that's all I have to say. Okay. That sounds good. <laughs> I do want to see it. I've been waiting for it to come out. Yeah. But uh sounds like it's out. It, it is. Okay. It's out there. Cool. Um, I got a quick thing. Just kind of a recommendation. I can't really give a firm opinion on it yet because it's not over. But uh, I haven't really heard people talking about it. And I think maybe it's because it is a show that is made for DirecTV and okay. is on their whatever the DirecTV channel is. I think it's the audience network. Okay. Uh, it's the Stephen King adaptation of uh, Mr. Mercedes. Okay. And it's uh, David E. Kelly produced. He's running the show. I think it's like a 10 episode adaptation of that novel. All right. Uh, starring Brendan Gleason. Oh, wait. Yeah. I rolled the bike. Uh-huh. <laughs> I go away in me Mercedes. Yeah. I missed a Mercedes. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Right. That guy. How'd you miss the Mercedes? It was right over there. <laughs> You're the real Mr. Mercedes. <laughs> it's really good. It is. Uh, last weekend, I think we marathoned like all eight available episodes in a weekend. And there are two more that haven't aired yet, I think. But we just were, like, enamored by it. And it's it's a fucked up story. It is a fucked up show. It is definitely a made-for-cable show. It doesn't shy away from any of the things that you would expect to see and hear in a cable show. But it's got a great cast, and it's smart, and it's funny. And having not read the book, I don't know where the fuck this story is going. And that's the kind of thing that I really love. So... Plus, being, you know, like a novel, it's going to be a one-off show, and I'm digging that more and more. I'm digging these kind of, like, expanded but yet closed-off stories. Start, finish, out. It's it's very strange to me how we got a glut of Stephen King movies throughout the mid-70s or late-70s to mm-hmm. mid-90s. And then it was like, all right, we'll make some t- shitty TV adaptations, and then they tapered off. Well, and they're coming back with a fucking vengeance, man. Th- this year is insane, but like there was a period of time where they were taking Stephen King's name off of movie adaptations uh, because it wasn't selling anything. Like I think Secret Window is a Stephen King thing. Oh, okay. and they stole my story. <laughs> and they they took his name off of it in the advertising so that because Stephen King's name at the time meant garbage. Yeah. So and now all of a sudden, I mean, Dark Tower aside. You know, well, I mean, you got Dark Tower. It there's that thing. Yeah, Gerald's game. Gerald's is on, game is on Netflix now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's there's a another thing I think coming or something. But I mean, it's just like oh the the Hulu show the, the Castle Rock. Mm-hmm. Um. Yep. I mean, it's, did you say Gerald's game? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, this is like this crazy year of Stephen King, and it's also the year everyone's like, man, Stephen King's fucking awesome. Let's let's do all the things. But everyone was like. They fucked up the Dark Tower. It wasn't Stephen King's fault, but they fucked that thing up. Uh, but everything else, you know, like it is the top grossing horror movie of all time. And but like this show is no one's talking about it. And like I said, I think it's because it's on this like isolated thing where you can only get it if you have DirecTV or I guess it's AT&T now. But um, 
What is the service again? Or or channel that it's on? It's called the Audience Network, but that's a okay, that's right. a direct TV channel. Yeah. That's yeah, like yeah. for their programming. So once once it runs its course on direct TV, I'm hoping it'll come out other places for people to see because it is really something good. So hmm. I highly recommend that. Nice. And if you have direct TV and you haven't watched this yet, the first eight episodes are all on demand. Just go grab them, pull them down, put them on your DVR and fucking just plow through that thing. It is really good. Kelly Lynch is in it. And like it took me until like the next round of credits before I was like, wait, that's Kelly Lynch. Holy shit. From Roadhouse. Oh, okay. That Kelly Lynch. Yeah. I was so, trying to think of like the Kelly. I thought that was her last name from like train spotting and stuff. Oh, that was McDonald. I don't know. Something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Another Irish name. Mm-hmm. Or Scottish. So, uh, where the fuck they're from. Yeah. <laughs> Do you mind if I segue off of your channels into a quick thing? Do it. Um, so I've been looking for a way to watch some things TV. Um, really, I mean, for the last several years i've been waiting for the ideal a la carte sort of um tv provider to come Uh around just the Um, channels you want yeah channels i want um you know maybe for for me personally i need to pick about eight channels out and if i can eight channels plus local or network tv streaming Mm-hmm. And I know that's not going to happen with CBS um, because <laughs> CBS has lost their goddamn minds. Uh, but I've been looking for that sort of thing. But Sling is priced right, and they seem to be a somewhat popular offering. So I decided to give it a try mm-hmm. uh, over the weekend, actually on Sunday. <laughs> and if you follow me on Twitter, you will know exactly how that went. Um <laughs> Sling offers a couple different kinds of services. So they offer what they call Sling Blue, then they offer Sling Orange, then they offer Sling Orange Plus Blue, and then they offer like 30 different add-on packs. So anything from comedy add-on to uh, like French language add-on to, you know, a bunch of weird stuff. Um, The biggest problem is that none of it makes any fucking sense. And when you're trying to figure out what channels are available, what channels go with what, what network channels you might have, there's no information out there. The pricing structure is bad. Mm -hmm. Um, You have to basically get Sling Orange plus Blue to get the channels that you want. And that's Sling Brown. Right. (laughs) And that's $45. Oh, so they're like, oh, hey, starting at $20 a month, mm-hmm. but for you to get the combination of the channels you want, it's just any combination of channels that you want. Like, so Sling Blue has ESPN, but Sling Orange has like Comedy Central. They do the same kind of shit that, yeah. that cable and, and, and satellite companies do to make you pay for the most expensive. And then they lock a few other things behind... Uh, behind pay as well. So, like, you'll get the NFL network, but you won't get Red Zone. Um, <laughs> you have to buy a separate $10 sports pack. Then you have to buy a $10 DVR pack because you you don't get a DVR with your $45 a month. Mm-hmm. You have to pay extra money for 50 hours of DVR. Then, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, on and on and on and on and on and on and on. Once you add everything up, like to get everything that I really needed out of what they offered, 
my cost was going to be $55 a month. And at that point, I might as well just sign up with literally anybody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. $55. Mm-hmm. Might as well give my give my money to DirecTV or whatever and have them jackhammer a satellite dish onto my house. Um, but then it had a seven-day free trial. So I was like, okay, we'll go with this. We'll check it out. I'll spend a little time watching some TV and see maybe the quality's really good. Um Maybe the channel lineup is good. Maybe the DVR thing works nicely. Nope, nope, nope. None of it. Quality is garbage. Yep. Okay. So, yeah. So, the, the the DVR thing works like shit. The channel lineups, it takes you... So, the weird thing is, you know how on, like, a normal guide, channels are arranged? Mm-hmm. This is more like, like when Netflix loses its mind and forgets how to arrange channels uh, or, or arrange things according to categories right, all the time. Yeah, it's like it's like layered lists. Mm-hmm. It's it's really bad. Um, but if you go, there is some combination of clicks I managed to do to get around to the actual normal guide listing style. But then I would click on something and it would go away forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the worst thing is that I have gigabit fiber mm-hmm. and I. Whenever I have even the slightest interruption, I'm like, I go to fast.com and I go to speed test and I double check to make sure that my connection is okay. Every single time that I hadn't, well, it was a lot, um, but I had a bunch of issues with the quality on Sling. It would like go up and down and up and down and up and down and up and down and up and down. And this is in the middle of the day on a Sunday. So uh, like three o'clock on a Sunday. But Every single time I'd check, nope, still got, according to Netflix, I have 500 uh, megabits down. And according to speed test, I have nearly a gigabit down. Um, so it's just painfully bad uh, in in every way. It's their fault. Um, <laughs> and painfully bad in every way. So over the span of 40 minutes, I signed up for and then canceled Sling TV. Uh, because it is garbage, and I highly recommend that you do not use it. Um, yeah, I I tried it when they they first launched, and I was like, all right, this made you be they started a new. Th- I mean, but it's been out. Sling, sling, I mean, sling, sling is a sling is a brand brand has been around for a lot longer because yeah. they were the will mirror whatever is on your television to something remote, and then they were like, we can do live television mm-hmm. streaming. Yeah, except they can't. Nope. So I that's good to know that it hasn't changed that because. My my experience was very similar. Of like, I can't find what I want to watch. Oh, there's the channel I want to watch. What the fuck is wrong with this? Oh, the, the other thing. Once I had once I had signed up for it, I was like, oh, I don't have some channels that I think I really want. You, there's nowhere where to go find out what channels you have. There's also nowhere to go find out what channels you can add because when you go to the add channels, it just lists them by a package name. And doesn't tell you what the channels are. So, honestly, like their service was so bad, I started forming a conspiracy theory of like it's predatory. Uh, well, it's like, weird. well, no, I was thinking like it was actually by actually a secret like shell company of Comcast or DirecTV or somebody, basically attempting to make you go, oh, well, anything but streaming or satellite or anything but cable or satellite is garbage. Why would I ever? <laughs> yeah. you know, like that's that's how fucking bad it was. <laughs> Yeah, but, I I wouldn't be surprised. It, 
if like somebody took me in a room and was like, "Here's the sling file." <laughs> yeah, and I'm just, I'm just opened like, it up and it was like, "Oh, Comcast, AT and T, Directv." They're like the HD DVD of consortiums of like, let's, right. let's, let's burn this shit to the ground. Yeah, it, I would not be surprised because I, I know, it, like, it was like it was just that bad. I was like, people signed off and made this. Like, yeah, I don't, I, I just don't know, and you know, like, I would like to try out PS View. Mm-hmm. But uh, there are a bunch of channels, like I guess all the Viacom yeah. channels got pulled from PS View, and so like, pfft, yeah, why bother at that point? Yep. So, listen, if anybody's out there, like I know that the, I know that by doing that package bullshit, like ESPN actually costs the cable providers thirteen dollars per subscriber per month. But you know what? Let me sign up for thirteen dollars for ESPN, and then you know three ninety nine for. Uh, you know, HGTV or whatever, whatever channels I want. And let me just like, let me add channels and, and subtract channels throughout the month and, and have fun with it. Yeah. Uh, Honestly, I mean, if, if you don't care about sports or, or live news, those are the two things that kill your ability to become a true cable cutter, I think, or cord cutter, whatever you want to call it. But like, like I, I'm, I'm doing really well. Like I haven't had TV service in years now. And I haven't either. I and just like between been dealing between with Netflix it. or an HBO Go or now or whatever, and then like the one I, I started like, okay, well I care about still keeping up with South Park or I want to watch Luch Underground. I can go buy seasons of those on Amazon or iTunes or whatever, and it's still cheaper. Like yeah. it's just like yeah. do that one show, and then like I don't need the rest of Comedy Central. I mean, I might turn it on if I had it, but yeah. I'm not missing it when I don't. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. Like I. I want to watch some live sports. Sure, sure. Um, there's some stuff that I just want to watch live sometimes. Yeah, and, yeah I know. Yeah. You know, I I don't need live TV at this point. Like, I, well, I almost do, but um, if I, I, I want to watch yeah. something network, then I hook up my bunny ears and I get a really good picture uh, from, you know, from my over the air antenna, which are like literally the cheapest bunny ears that you could get in Walmart 15 years ago. Um, and they still pull an HD. You don't need yeah. one of those fancy like. No, no, you don't. You don't need. Yeah, public service announcement: You do not need an HD antenna or a powered antenna to get HD channels. Nope. You just need an antenna. All you just fucking antenna. That's it. Pointy things and the round part. That's all. <laughs> hmm. Pointy things and the round part. <laughs> Sundays <small>. at eight. <laughs> <laughs> On something that you won't quite see, right? Because you're yeah. still fussing yeah. with your. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is part of the problem is that it is difficult sometimes sure. to tune things in. But um, well, when, when with digital, it's like it's either on or it's off, right? You don't get that like. Eh. <laughs> like the problem there. with digital is that um, it will go in and out. Mm. Like whereas with with analog, you could kind of tune it in and it might be still a little yeah, fuzzy. A little snow. But digital, it will cut out and sound will cut out, and so it'll sound like sometimes when you're trying to watch a show oh it's skype effects yes yeah so uh, also the like screen will cut out and that just infuriates me but sure. i've figured out a way to get mine like where i need to point mine to get all the channels and i need to not have it sitting next to the tv because something with the tv affects its reception it has to be sitting like three feet away but other than that uh i'm just going with bunny ears for now because fuck you sling you're a piece of shit I hope you die. I hope you burn in hell. Can you get? Can you not get UVerse now with your fancy internet? 
I could, but I don't fucking that. want it. Okay. Um, I mean, I don't mind paying AT and T my seventy, eighty dollars a month, seventy dollars a month mm-hmm. for um for my screaming fast internet, but I don't want anything to do with their TV service. Okay. Because I don't want to pay like. I don't want to pay $50 for a bunch of channels I don't need again. I want to pay like $20 for maybe a couple channels I don't need. <laughs> Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Well, also, they will absolutely raise the price on me, you know, when oh, I'm not sure. paying attention. Yeah. And all of a sudden, instead of $80 for internet and $40 for TV, I'll be paying $150 for internet somehow and $150 for TV. And I. Nah. <laughs> oh, oh, it's time. Uh, we need to pause for a moment and let you know this episode is brought to you by DirecTV Now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> kidding. In the interest kidding. of full disclosure, kidding. No, we, I'm kidding. We're having our latest truckload of money delivered. Yeah. Sweet. Just want to throw that out there between Chuck talking about the DirecTV only show and us shitting all over Sling TV. Yeah. No, not really. Yeah. We're just consumers that want good things. Yeah. While you were talking, I looked up YouTube TV, and uh, their lineup is bullshit. Isn't so. Amazon also now trying to get into yeah. this market? Everyone is. But- Amazon's is Amazon's is weird. Theirs is basically just their Prime Video offering, their Prime TV video offerings. It's weird. Okay. It's, do they structure it like these are the shows that are live? And <laughs> no, no, it's no? just here. Watch a sh- you want to watch a show? Their channels are just like VOD. Weird. It's it's bizarre. Yeah, I mean, like, the problem with all of these things is that none of them, none of, every one of them is missing something that you want. Like, because yes. I can't, Always. I can't tell you how many times I've tried to, like. Don't you have both? You have a little bit of Comcast and a whole I do. lot of DirecTV? I have, a, I have a tiny bit of Comcast and a whole lot of DirecTV, and I always try to. Uh, I'm a little bit of Comcast. <laughs> I try to lower the DirecTV packages down to like the next lowest tier but there's always one channel that disappears between the two tiers and it's like that's like the one channel in this house that everyone puts on for noise or something you know HGTV or you know Food Network or something. What we really just need to do is we all need to get together and decide on the HGTV uh, Blu-ray and like 12 shows, 12 or something episodes, and that will be the one that we all buy. Yeah. And we'll just forget about HGTV. Yeah. Yeah. It all sucks. Everything sucks. But all of HGTV's programming is garbage anyway. And nobody oh, I know. Watch don't it. get me wrong. I <laughs> I don't watch it. I don't want it on for noise either, but it's always on it my is house. Good, <laughs> it is good noise, but it's also garbage programming, and you shouldn't watch it because, yeah. you know, he's a door-to-door balloon salesman, and she's a, a professional... Skype setter upper <laughs> and their budget is six point four million dollars. He's a social media expert. And they hate every house they go see. <laughs> and she's a hobo flater. <laughs> and hobo their flater. <laughs> their budget is one point three million. Hobo flater. Hobo flater. Hey, you, you want Bofa? You want some Bofa? And I all just, the shows are Canadian. Yeah. They're all Canadian shows that we just buy for cheap and put them on HGTV. Some, like, the Canadians, like, they, you know, they got the cheap drugs. They should find a way to stream their, their cheap-ass television into our country. Hmm. I would totally get an underground stream of, <laughs> of Canadian programming, eh? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, everything fucking sucks. Yeah. 
Great. Well, on that positive note, <laughs> uh, why, why don't you tell people how they can get in touch with us? Uh, oh, are we done? Yeah, we're I think done. so. Yeah, yeah. We're done shitting on things now. Yeah. Okay. For now. Well, that I mean, that was that was fast. Is it? Uh, yeah. It That's seems like it was to, fast. You know, Mackie's not here to yeah. say things uh, <laughs> that people have written to us. And also, no one's written to us. So. Right. Eh, we have some, well, but I we're mean, saving if, them. If you want to write to us and get into that, uh, you know, that hot email queue, mm. uh, email us at bmf at bmfcast.com. Or go to the website bmfcast.com and get in touch with her. Get in touch with us uh, via any of the social medias. There, we got a bunch of buttons on the right hand side that'll take you there. Or give us a call on the Garfield phone nine one zero five jocks bmf or nine one zero five five six nine two six three. Also, please donate to our Patreon because we are trying to raise enough money to remake the car, and um, also for you know things like hookers and blow and hosting. Mm. And, <laughs> and hobo flating. <laughs> to get our hobos honked. We need, um, we need our HBH. No, I was talking about homeless people. <laughs> yes, yes. Not our hobos. That's what I mean, to get our hobos. Oh, our oh, our, our personal hobos. Oh, sure, we, we do have Yeah, a, we each have one assigned we, to we us. Have a right. grip, we have a grip of hobos. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a metric grip of hobos. Um, anyway... Uh, also, we have a Discord, which is a little chat thing. So uh, go to uh, bmfcast.com and look on the right-hand side for the little video game controller logo, and that is uh, that will take you to our Discord. You can sign up and chat with us. Uh, most of us are there during the working hours, and uh, a number of us are also there during the non-working hours. So chit-chat at us. Uh, get in there and have some fun. We, uh, we like interacting with you in all of the progressive ways that this internet allows us. So <laughs> The progressive ways. Yes. Yeah. Totally. That's it. I, I got oh, all okay. the I got all the thing. All right. Well, I guess we'll get out of here, shall we? Yes. All right. I'm Harlow. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And for Mackie, this is Banffcast out. <laughs>